0: Shishkin Productions Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ask Not Me Anything podcast here on wherever you're listening to it, really. And thanks for tuning in. And in this episode, I sit down with Jen Winston. We had a really good conversation where I learned and unlearned a lot. And she is an author, a meme creator, and a creative strategist in tech. We met a couple years ago now while traveling abroad. And in this podcast, we address topics such as bisexuality, gender, and we even talk about our weirdest and best dates that we've ever had. So I really enjoyed this conversation and let's just get to it. This is a small podcast, so I want to use this space to shout out some local businesses. Today, we've got Wandering Barman. They make pre-bottled cocktails, and they're all handcrafted, convenient, and better than anything you could make at home. My favorite is their Margarita La Nina. You can find Wandering Barman in your favorite bar, restaurant, or liquor store. And if they don't carry it already, maybe ask them to stock up. That'd be cool. You could find them at wanderingbarman.com.
0: What's up, everyone? I'm Lanny.
1: And I'm Alexi. And we're bringing you Rounds
0: Rounds of Sound.
1: Sound. Each week, we share three songs, both old and new, with each other
0: and with you. You'll hear some stuff you've never heard before, and you might just discover your new favorite artist. Dope and direct, absolutely correct. Find us exclusively on Spotify, Rounds of Sound. Every Thursday. Every Thursday.
1: Thanks for tuning in. I'm sitting here right next to Jen, aka Generous. And how are you doing, Jen?
0: I'm good. It's so good to see you. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming through.
0: It's been like I think a year, like almost. It's
1: been about a year, yeah. How are you? And then we met like two years ago.
0: I know, which is wild. So one year ago, because the last year does not count.
1: It doesn't count. So we met a year ago
0: um but it's good to see you it's good to see you what? too
1: should we uh should we just jump right into the questions
0: yeah i mean yeah let's
1: do it. <laughs> all right first question is coming in from ian Pakrief photography
0: you're you're <laughs> bold to read everybody's handles like <laughs> well, yeah i
1: want to i want to shout the people out who ask the questions because yeah, yeah, i always yeah. appreciate the people uh sending through the questions and taking
0: taking yeah, the time like, to think of a good question some of them are like E382, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's good for you. But that's what,
1: it makes it fun, too, to try to no, pronounce yeah, these, game. butcher these usernames. It's a game for everybody. Yeah, so thank you, Ian Percreef Photography. Yes, thank you. What got you into writing and why?
0: Oh, um, that's a nice question. Yeah.
1: Um oh, it started off with something light?
0: Yeah, it, well, I think it took me a really long time to, like, be comfortable self-identifying as a writer, like... I never felt like I deserved that title um but I've <clears throat> I've always done it like I've I've done it I I feel like the only reason everyone is really a writer basically like everyone can like sit down and put their their thoughts to paper and then it's just like when you want to name yourself that
1: yeah um i, f- I feel the same exact way about photography as a photographer oh really like, yeah it's like everyone's a photographer everyone has an iphone everyone's taking photos and posting on their instagram yeah why aren't you a photographer if you're taking photos and i had a very similar feeling where when can i call myself a photographer a professional photographer um yeah it's like I don't feel worthy of that title. So I totally relate to how you're explaining that. That's like,
0: that's really interesting. I wonder if it's like that for a lot of creative pursuits, like painting and music and stuff. I'm sure it Um, is.
1: If we both feel that way, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Cause, and then it's like, once you like, not to like be quoting the secret here, but like I've been quoting the secret a a (laughs) lot recently, which is embarrassing. But, um, like once you start naming it that you're like, like, People start gravitating toward you. Like I had to start calling myself that uh, in order to to do it regularly and to start writing every day and like making myself actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ian.
1: Thanks, Ian. Um, the next question is from Daniel Ryman. What's an underrated thing people might not know about New York? And by the way, these questions jump all over the oh, place, yeah. so they're not I've, in any I've certain listened. order. We're going from topic to topic to topic. Okay.
0: Um. I mean, doesn't everybody kind of know that like Manhattan is built on granite? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? That's why it doesn't sink. Oh, cool. Fun, fun fact.
1: Unlike Miami, which apparently is going to sink in like 100 years, right? Oh, I think I well, read that somewhere.
0: I, pro- probably. That sounds like a climate change like reality that yeah. we're dealing with. But yeah, New York, like that's how it can support the weight of all the buildings. It's like I, built I didn't on know granite. this. Great. That's an underrated thing about New York. i feel i feel pretty good cool yeah
1: that's that's a fun fact (laughs) yeah i'm I'm gonna
0: i didn't even know that like that was a pretty good one to pull out keep
1: that under my sleeve yeah yeah, it's a good one i think i would the first thing that came to mind the most underrated thing about new york would be to me just being able to bike here it's such a bike accessible Mm. city and like getting around everywhere um you get exercise it's fun and it's like the fastest way to get around compared to like la
0: Oh, yeah, I guess I, I didn't really answer that part of the question. Like, no, you, you answered it. I mean.
1: We just had to, two totally different answers. It was like, I guess your answer was more of like a fun fact. Yeah, about you, like, but like
0: I- geographically the most <laughs> underrated thing. No, but I think I also would say like even just coming here to meet you in Bushwick, like Mm. I feel like I'm in like a completely different place. Like it's and you you're can,
1: one neighborhood over. You yeah, live in Williamsburg. I took yeah.
0: I took a Lyft, which was nice because I haven't been to Lyft in a while, and <laughs> uh, it was ten minutes, and I'm like, feels like I have traveled.
1: Do you so. know what's crazy about Lyft? Do you remember mm-hmm. when they had their whole advertising campaign or their whole shtick was? pink mustaches yeah yeah how crazy is that yeah
0: it was great branding honestly (laughs) you liked it i well like think i mean it's
1: memorable i I still think about it often
0: and you like know them as the pink rideshare right like those things are like forever like the
1: pink mustache ride yeah i mean i always choose lyft over uber
0: yeah me too for like a variety of of reasons reasons. also i
1: I love the feature where you could like lyft i don't know if uber does this feature but lyft definitely does is it you could pick like a certain organization that you could donate to and whatever your oh, ride yeah. comes out to it like it rounds up whatever like the, the change mm-hmm. yeah that's such a great way to yeah. donate cuz it doesn't even feel like you're donating yeah. that stuff adds yeah
0: it it's really cool. it really is um the other thing that i will say about lyft while we're they this is like not sponsored but um they are uh they the lyft pink that you can order like the or that you can sign up for pay for um it came free with my credit card so i was Uh, i did it for a year it's like a it's like a frequent member like Uh, you get like reduced rates like oh my god it was the most yes game changing it was phenomenal so if if you have a Chase Sapphire credit card. <laughs> All
1: right, this is turning into a sponsored <laughs> it really, podcast. It really is. It really is. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a cool feature. Um, um,
0: yeah, but. Yeah. While
1: we're on this question, okay. wh- what is the most overrated thing about New York? I want to
0: ask you. Mm. That's the most
1: underrated thing, so.
0: Like Wall Street? Mm. Like I think I moved here, or I i don't know, Times Square, that's like a basic g- answer. But right. like, uh. In in terms of places to go, Times Square. Um, in terms of like aspirations that I thought I needed to have when I moved here, Wall Street. Because I like moved here and like thought that was what I like wanted to.
1: You saw Wolf of Wall be. Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, and mm-hmm. you were like, "Damn, I yeah, want to
0: be." Him. It's like <laughs> Jordan. What's his? Yeah, be-
1: Jordan. No, 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 no. Beckford, Bedford. Bedford. Yeah, 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 that sounds about something right. Something
0: like that. Wait, I have a fun fact about Margot Robbie. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Let's hear it. Just just that I always think of when that movie came out. She's your cousin. Um, No, but I did have dinner with her once. Oh. Um, And she actually, I had dinner with her once because she used to date a friend of mine, like, weird, like, wildly, like, right before she was in that movie. And she actually said this, like, really brilliant, poignant thing about the difference between L.A. and New York. Um, She said... That New York you just like walk out of your it was right before I moved to New York from LA and I was like I really wanted to like know what I was going to expect and she was like in New York you just walk out of the door and like you like come back like 20 hours later and like a ton of different things have happened to you and you like don't know how they happen but in LA you have to like calculate and plan what you want to do because you have to drive and so you have to like figure it out. And I, I think about it like all the time because it it does really like explain the tangible difference like the way we get around. Interesting. Interesting, yeah.
1: I like to think of the difference between New York and LA as New LA is a shitty version of heaven and New York is a fun version of hell. Oh
0: my God, that's, what I go by. that's perfect, wow. <laughs> you just beat Margot yeah. Robbie in yeah. my head. I
1: mean, I, that's not an original thought from me so i think someone said something like that at some point and it just stuck with me so oh my god it's so good yeah it just that stuck with me so it's like so true (laughs) it's so true wow i haven't lived in la so i I can't totally say for sure but i could imagine yes um let's move on to the next question which is from kala underscore rough at what age did you start questioning your gender and identity
0: Ooh. um well i would say i just recently started questioning my gender um i like during quarantine really like kind of in the last in the last few years but i know i'm not alone in that i'm questioning my gender while i'm like at home not having to like put on makeup and like perf- quote unquote perform gender for the world um like that's a- i know from TikTok that <laughs> i'm not alone like i've learned from other people there um but i think With my sexuality, like, buy my book and you can find out. Um, Oops. But, um, yeah, I I think with my sexuality, it's just been something that I've always kind of known that I wasn't straight, but in this way where I've been like, "Ah, it's probably fine. Like, you don't have to deal with it. And I sort of just like stuffed it down for a really long time. It was a lot of imposter syndrome about like not being gay enough and not being queer enough um and and once i was like you know what i'm bisexual like i'm a, i'm 100% content being between between these two places like that's where i am forever uh, then i w- then like the floodgates opened and i could start questioning my gender and i was like right. whoa what is being a woman what does it mean
1: it's interesting you just explaining this it just i feel like there's some parallels between how you feel about your gender with how you feel about your career as a writer it's like it's well, like what yes what validates it but oh you, my God. you yourself i mean it's like no one yeah. knows yourself more than you but yeah it's
0: yeah the i i dated this like intellectual guy creative writing guy in college and i helped him write his thesis and i'm like so bitter that i gave him this idea because he wrote this amazing short story uh his whole thesis was about the idea of naming and being, and like how if you name something, it like comes into existence. Um, and he wrote the short story based off my idea uh, about like uh, this this period of time when kisses didn't make a sound. So like you could like yeah like like try to kiss try to kiss your hand right now without making a sound. It's like, yeah, you just like touched your lips to your hand, and it like means nothing. That's like, yeah, Yeah.
1: felt really weird. I'm gonna do it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you're just like touching. I felt felt nothing. It's literally a touch, and then the sound makes it a kiss.
1: When did that happen? Where it changed from a touch to a?
0: I well, that's that's what this guy wrote a short story about, and it's like honestly, you
1: gave him this idea.
0: I gave him. Well, I just (laughs) mentioned the thing. He put it. He like wrote this whole. It was basically like a historical myth about. Like how how people created sounds for kisses, uh, which it's very cute. I'm sure you can Google it and find it somewhere. But um, but yeah, I I think like that is such a, a little thing that you can do to be like, hmm, if if I want this to be in the world, like I need to say it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want to read that story, but also don't want to support someone else. No, he's, he's a good guy. He's a <laughs> okay, good guy. Okay, cool. cool, in, cool. The, in
0: the scheme of guys, he's a good guy. Okay, good to know. Yes.
1: Next question is from Liz Levitch. What's the mm-hmm. best advice you've ever received?
0: Hi, Liz. No, I Um. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good one. You
1: could also come back to it if you want to let it simmer for a little bit. Let that idea. Yeah, resonate, I do want to. Got to dig back there to think what your best advice um, is. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh no, oh. you know I know, and it and it might not be actually answering that question, but it's the thing that's most relevant to me right now. Um, Let's go with it. One of my like mentors, her name's Maggie. She's amazing, and she's listening. Um, she, I've I've been stressing out a lot about urgency. happened like think people who need things now when when people are like creating that urgency she told me that most urgency is invented and i was like huh you're right most of this is like these timelines are fake like everyone like yeah you want to get something out whatever but like just prioritize yourself a little bit and like and and do what you can do and yeah another thing off of that is um I recently took like a mental health leave from work. Which yeah, we was, were
1: talking about this last time we hung yeah,
0: out. Yeah, um, was, that was even a FaceTime. We or weren't even hanging out. We were, I know. <laughs> hey, it felt like a hangout, though. It did, it did. That's we what should, counts. That's meaningful. Um, but during that time, I kind of learned that saying no to something means saying yes to something else, whether that is doing, like saying no to doing lots of little projects might mean saying yes to doing one big project in a more deep, throw away that's
1: valuable advice for example this book
0: yeah which exactly. is one deep project yeah there's
1: just something oh have been working it, on for i mean I, I i peeked at some of the questions and i think we'll get to it okay so okay okay we'll talk more of the book I've in a little say.
0: bit
1: and the next questions from lele 610 do you ever get writer's block and any tips for overcoming it you're smirking while hearing I, yeah. this yeah <laughs> I, I am um
0: i mean like it's funny now that i've finished this book like if you were going to say if you were going to hold a gun to my head and be like write a book I would not be able to do it because I don't have anything left to say <laughs> like I don't no have gas any gas in the tank yeah and i i mean i think um i only write well when i feel like i have something to say so i'm not a, i'm not great at answering this question um but i do think that prompts are really helpful like every time i've taken a writing class uh, they've they've given really amazing prompts and one time they, they gave this prompt that was like, write like uh, 500 words focused on an object, like from like start with the object at the core. And I wrote about like from the point of view of the bed, like a sexual Ooh. encounter from the point of view of the bed in the hotel and it was like it was like a really cool like I wouldn't have written that essay it it led to an essay that got cut from my book <laughs> um but I would never have written that essay if I hadn't like started there and there were so many other cool ones in the class like that's a good a good prompt um Ooh. yeah
1: yeah or else like if there's so much thing it's it's similar with photography again it's like mm-hmm. I find it similar when there's a subject matter prompt to work with or you could create within these boundaries yeah. and as a as comparatively to like you know you could write about anything you could take a photo about anything that's like yeah yeah that's way too much no yeah it's, it's <laughs> easy to have some constraints to work within
0: it's that's so true yeah I, there's like i feel like there's a really you know austin cleon
1: sounds very familiar he's like
0: he's like original oh like
1: yeah i uh i feel I like you, i don't know him but i know you like i, I don't want to say too much but i yeah I, okay. know, I know he like made something very similar to someone oh really else. oh like i don't of his, know about one of his that books is very similar to like i don't oh i don't,
0: I don't know i yeah. don't know about that okay i'm pretty
1: sure okay yeah.
0: well I'm, i had been like following his work when i was like working in ad agencies as like in like 2012 or something okay and a long time ago um yeah um i've i like that's like
1: almost 10 years ago that's crazy
0: i know just just (laughs) i mean i'm just thinking like the actual year 2012 is literally nine years literally yeah that's so wild wow um but he always says like creativity is subtraction and like talks well that's different but he talks about creativity within lines of constraint
1: okay um yeah i mean that's that's what quarantine was a lot for me is Mm -hmm. like I'm usually out and about and doing things, running errands here, doing photo shoot here, meeting there, meeting a friend here, whatever there. And then all of a sudden I'm just like stuck in my apartment and I had to like be creative while not being out and about. And And you
0: like crushed it.
1: That was a fun challenge for me because I never was forced to stay inside. I'm all, I like to do things. So um, yeah, Yeah. it it, it allowed me to like a lot of my ideas that I would, I'm always kind of getting ideas but I don't act on all of them because mm-hmm. all of a sudden something else is happening in my life and I just, yeah. you know. So, but this, it gave me no excuses to just like act on whatever idea I had and make make a project about it or make art with it, so. You
0: did so good. Thank um, you. That also reminds me in 2012, when I was like in this Austin Cleon creative phase, I was mm-hmm. like a junior copywriter at an ad agency and I was like oh, creativity, like it's the key to everything. And in my cubicle, I had like all these like tumblr posts printed out in my cubicle and one of them said more ideas than time um and it was like written i relate to that yeah i know i i think about it all the time because i'm like uh, yes this is, is that the from case. austin or no is that from- it was just like i think i had like a photo of something of his next to it okay um yeah but um cool yeah
1: let's move on to the next question okay which is from also Liz Levich. Mm. I circled a couple more of her questions. She she's had really good questions and they are what's currently your favorite TikTok trend and what's your favorite travel memory? Which one do you want to go with first?
0: Uh oh my god. Um
1: let's go with favorite travel memory first oh
0: i was gonna say I oh let's go with favorite TikTok. TikTok trend first okay, okay. <laughs> um well just okay just because it's like literally stuck in my head the one that's like waking up in the morning oh yeah thinking Think about, about so endings. many things that just wish strange. it's like, like every family. single time they are hilarious yeah. and i'm like oh my god what's I, the
1: origin of that sound who did that sound? i just hear I that, that I, all the time i don't I'm actually just very, know yeah yeah i don't know whenever these tiktok trends happen i love to look at the origin oh video, me too me too but i do at this one yet but i love this sound
0: one of my favorite ones like of all time is is one of the early ones that's the um is it me jesus you know what
1: oh i don't even know that one it's it oh. was
0: like of course you like join tiktok after me and you like <laughs> all right, all right, all right. a huge creator but um, oh, great um but it, it, it was like a dialogue between like jesus and the disciples and and judas But it was like this this like woman did it or this person i'm trying not to gender people i don't know people's genders um this person did like a stunt um where they were like taught having a conversation and then um people just like took it and made it into all these memes and you should just look it up it's it's like original TikTok. okay
1: i gotta look that one up wait Um, speaking of that like not wanting to assume people's genders something i just thought about now is you know how like all the time i'll be like or people i don't know if it's a new york thing or it's everywhere thing but or i think youtubers do it it's like hey guys how's it going oh my god is that how do you feel about the term hey guys hi guys or like if you talk to a group it's never like hey people like you know what yeah. i'm talking about so i
0: i always do it and i always try not to it's so hard not to do it's
1: so hard not to i don't yeah
0: but i i do try not to because like at first, I was like, "It's fine." Like, that's one of the ones I'll be fine with. Like, yeah. I, I won't let my. I mean, my-
1: I'm fine with it. I just want to be like cautious, uh, or I want to be mindful well, of I think what it's, other people are. I think are we should all try
0: to like so get rid of.
1: So it. what's the alternative? So, I like okay, y'all. Y'all, y'all See, is a then,
0: fantastic. But word. then it's
1: like y'all. I feel like it's so southern. I'm not from the south at all.
0: Yeah, but like, it's it's. Okay, so say you're th-
1: say you're making a YouTube video. And oh i wouldn't say hey y'all in yeah, the, and you're addressing pe- people uh, like, hey, whether it's at hey, the end the hey scene. hey
0: <laughs> hey 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 guys
1: see then you're trying too I don't much know. right i'm not a youtube there, star is there's there a reason. A, is there a better alternative <laughs> than hey guys
0: um hey hey y'all <laughs> it's y'all if you say it slow it's okay. less southern if you say it like hey perky. what about
1: hey you all
0: Hey you all. It doesn't
1: roll off the tongue nice. No,
0: hey everybody. Hey everybody. Um in fact, very another like a a long time ago, I took over LeBron James's Instagram, which was yeah, I know the, story. Gr- yes. the greatest <laughs> day of my dad's life. <laughs> um but uh, I I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, I know. It was wild. Um it was really cool. We have open DMs, just saying. <laughs> um but uh like once I tagged him in the story and it was like King James has watched your story, and I was like what and you saw it? Uh, it was crazy, but um, yeah, literally uh, the king. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I redid that video so many times because I just kept being like, "Hey guys," and I was like, "No, if you're doing this for LeBron James's Instagram, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that." So, yeah.
1: is that what inspired you to let so many other creators take over your own story? Is um, because LeBron James let you take over his story? And you're just giving back.
0: Actually, no. (laughs) I think I had done that before. Um, But no, that was a suggestion from my friend Jelson, who like I was trying to figure out what to do as my platform was growing, and he was like, "You should do takeovers." And that was like the most fulfilling thing I've done with my platform. But it was so, it's like so hard. And like time intensive right. um, And requires like a lot of management And then so. some
1: people still like to come after you And roast you for it Which
0: I see yeah, which is Well, wild. there was I The last time that that happened I like I should have been moderating comments And like I'm trying to figure out How to moderate comments right now um, I like just put out a request for a community manager And got like a bunch of emails Oh wow And I am like too swamped But then trust <laughs> is
1: a thing Like you can't just hire anyone No no this I'm is gonna like, like very...
0: interview And I'm gonna pay Because it's of like course, a, It's yeah. a position you mm-hmm. know and yeah i think it's like it's hard to figure those things out like especially because i have like a day job like i'm like i mean the day job is really how i afford to even do stuff with my platform like the platform's really when i do my taxes it's very clear that my instagram is not is not profitable like the irs is about to be like this is no longer a business ma'am like what are you doing yeah um yeah
1: cool let's let's (laughs) move on to the next question which is oh wait i guess you didn't answer what's your favorite Mm. travel memory
0: oh yeah oh god i've been looking at like all oh yeah probably us (laughs) going to israel
1: how how we met yeah i mean i don't know if that's your favorite travel memory that's um, the first no
0: but it was great like hanging out with you at the dead sea was like a phenomenal there's a photo
1: of us if you're watching the youtube video version of this right now yeah we'll put the photo like right here of us with uh The mud on our bodies before we go in the Dead Sea
0: I don't like look like that after quarantine (laughs) I (laughs) want some amount of time Um, But oh my god that was so fun You know what I always remember about being in the Dead Sea with you Is that you (laughs) You made me do a foot five like oh. you we were floating and you were like, let's let's flip five. Did I and do I was that? Like Jeremy, I cannot oh, do this. We were,
1: well we were literally let cause the death. No yeah, it, becomes, made sense. it made sense. We were like sense floating. We yeah. were like
0: it, it totally made sense. And but, I said like, that that's something I would I do. have a visceral memory of the way I felt. <laughs> it was like so gross.
1: <laughs> With mud on her, was yeah, there mud army? Yeah, and just like yeah.
0: I remember. That's it. so funny. Yeah,
1: but it, yeah, it wasn't successful. The foot. Did we do the foot five?
0: Uh, no. We yeah, we did. Or did I just suggest? We it? did, and then and then I like, I was like, <laughs> and oh. then you got scarred from it. <laughs> it was like it felt like like a like if a like a stingray were to like brush against you and like mm. be like slippery. It was mm-hmm. weird.
1: One in Israel. Yeah.
0: In Israel. Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right question is from lucy mauer okay any advice for aspiring strategists
0: Mm, um yeah um i think
1: what what does a strategist entail by the way at a
0: yeah well like i had always been hesitant to use the term strategist like in a marketing environment Uh um and to like take a role that involved it because i thought that it meant I couldn't be creative anymore. Like there in a lot of places there's this like, like especially ad agencies, there's this like segmentation. Like certain people do the strategy where they like, uh, they like come up with the the audience and the segmentation and like what your approach is gonna be. And then they hand that off to the creatives and the creatives come up with the idea. Um, but ultimately like those things work best if they work together. Uh, So I now am a creative strategist. um, And I basically come up with the idea and then how to execute it. And so I think when you if you want to become a strategist, you want to think about like, what part of the process is most interesting to you? Like, what part do you want to do research on? Because normally strategy is like doing the research and the prep work and the planning. And it's like about building the infrastructure for big picture ideas.
1: And this is all also working in a team setting. You have to yeah. be able to yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't really like just be a strategist yeah. like as a means to an end because it's not really like executional. Right. Like like I don't have like strong Photoshop skills really, like we were just saying. Like I do word, yeah, I I would, dis- I would
1: disagree with that. I mean, I make, mean, me- you, you I make all
0: to- my memes in Keynote. That's the only software I know. Really? Because I am good at presentations. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's the only I software know. I know. Wow. Yeah, X. Ex- wow. I can even so you make just videos. make a Keynote. It's just
1: one slide on your yeah. Keynote for. Yeah. Or do you have a I Keynote would- slide where it's like thousands of memes that you've made?
0: uh no i have multiple keynotes that i like export to to jpeg that's
1: fascinating and i can even make
0: like a like a crappy animated video in keynote because you can export to uh mp4 but i other than that like i'm so envious of you to be able to like not like collapse on yourself if you open uh what do you make videos so, in
1: like premiere yeah. yeah
0: oh my god i can't even imagine it's
1: it's a lot of work as all these guys know that yeah, we're sitting with there's right now it's so much uh, tech yeah
0: we applaud you <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's move on to the next question which is from ill concept other than writing do you enjoy expressing yourself with any other forms of art
0: mm. yeah. um yeah, well, I actually like I haven't dabbled in that many forms of art, uh, like because I was just trying to get a book deal for like literally my whole life. Like I've just wanted to write personal essays, and there's not really anywhere to write personal essays other than a book. So I was like, okay, that's what I have to do. Um, so I've been like trying to just write const- like constantly my free time, but um, at the beginning of quarantine. I like really needed something for my mental health and I started painting and like started doing oil painting. I oil painted myself flashing, uh, myself taking a selfie while I was flashing the camera. So that was my like, my magnum opus. Is that what you say?
1: Sounds about right. Did um, you? Can you explain this painting a little bit? So are you? I'll, I'll, I'll mi- give you the picture if you're uh, watching.
0: This is it. <laughs>
1: can we could we could put it in the yeah, video you right put here. It in. All right. So it's gonna be. Yeah, right I here. put it on my
0: Instagram. All right. Um Yeah, but uh, I I started to like painting because I was like, oh, you could get really creative with this in terms of like what, like if you do a still life, you could like, what do you put in the still life? Like I started doing one that had my partner's uh, trans lives matter hat, uh-huh. um, and then. Um, Uh, it had like a bottle of weed Um, you know it was like these are the things in our house and like and I put my cell phone in it because I was like I want my cell phone like immortalized Um, I never finished that painting but it was fun yeah
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see it after this podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> after hearing you <laughs> describe it,
0: it's not great, but, but it was yeah. like my second painting. But you it know. just
1: sounds so—just you being passionate about it—it it was. Me interested I, to see I like.
0: It. I was kind of like, once I'm done with this book tour, like I'm gonna get into that again because it was so relaxing, and then. Like this is not who I wanted to be like thinking about, but then I was thinking about George Bush and like like George W. Bush <laughs> because like after his presidency, yeah, he, he painted. Like, he painted, it's inspiring. And, and and like they're like not bad, yeah. And everyone and it's was so like,
1: surprising too. Every yeah. media outlets wanted to cover it because like, yeah, like, I mean like of be...
0: course they did though they'll yeah. like do whatever for like a media fluff piece on yeah. on George Bush, but
1: George, yeah,
0: yeah George W. Bush, Dumb. but yeah, um yeah
1: interesting um yeah i now we were actually talking right before this podcast and yeah i was surprised you did a painting because i know your life lately has just been like all your time and energy when you're not doing your day job has been going straight into writing this book and putting all together and like we were just talking about how uh, writing a book and, and like edit the process of editing, you were saying. Yeah. It's so it's it's like you're reading a whole nother book and then you're writing it again. It's, so it's, it's like after this, after so this podcast, which we're recording. What? What time is it? Like eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah. Um, What are you going to like go? You're going to go home and be up until how late tonight editing. More I mean, it? this
0: is like my final day. So. Oh, this tonight is. Well, it was my edits were due yesterday, <laughs> but I got myself like one additional day so yeah um but yeah i the the, i you know i was like oh i'm just gonna go through and do like a final pass but then it's like a final pass is read your whole book like you have to read your you have to read your, so book, many, read your book many, many times. Yeah, I'm gonna, and then, you know, there are some like amazing moments with it. Like I've never worked on a project this this large scale and I just feel so, I'm so proud of myself. Like I realized that this weekend I was like, holy shit. Like, I worked really hard on this and there was so much research like so much thought went into like every sentence and like the way that i'm putting saying everything and it's also weird because i'm used to like writing for instagram captions that i can just like edit or like hyperlink right you know or like drive somewhere but like you have to think through all these like user experience elements of the book like i added in footnotes and i was like what kind of like what's gonna be my like thought process for like what what goes in a footnote versus what goes in parentheses. Like you have to think through all these like structural things um, and yeah, I mean, it just, honestly, I just have so much respect for anyone who's done this before because it, it like, oh it's so hard like
1: i have respect for you because i have no idea how you do it Um, i can't even write like a 500 word essay that's
0: (laughs) probably not true i'm we try it you'll write something about an object after this
1: yeah okay give me give me an assignment i'll see what i can do
0: but anyway i'm
1: super proud of you and i think you deserve to pat yourself on the back yeah because like it's important as artists in general no you're good as artists in general like we gotta like sometimes like take a step back and like look at what we've done and be proud of ourselves. because we we always like we're always comparing ourselves to other people and not looking at what we've done ourselves and being proud of ourselves and like realizing that we've Done some cool stuff. So, totally. um, I'm happy you're like realizing how much you've you've done. And yeah, it's definitely worth being very proud of yourself. And I'm excited for you.
0: I mean, another thing I'll just say to to anyone who's working on like a big project or like has a dream of a big project, like do it because there's like a level of satisfaction to having accomplished this and actually said what I like really want to say will I will never get from having like a viral Instagram or something like a of me more a viral tweet like no like there's like an instant gratification that I am now aware of that comes from from those things that like this is just it just feels like so much more profound um, absolutely and yeah, yeah
1: yeah it's more more of a sustainable uh feeling compared mm-hmm. to like one viral meme for a second it's yeah. Like, it's like a quick like, you know,
0: yeah, it's
1: endorphin boost.
0: Yeah. And oh, and I'll tell you, can I just say one more? I know I'm like distracting from the questions, but oh, no, um, cool. uh, I had a nice moment this weekend where there was an essay that I was kind of struggling with and I like made some notes and edits and I like reread the essay. And at the end of it i like started crying because because i was like moved by my words and i was like holy shit!" i was like this is what i want to accomplish um and if you know the writer george saunders uh he's like a fantastic writer um short story writer um he wrote an essay about uh, like what writing and editing means and he said that like the reason you edit while you write is because you wanna you wanna jump through time, like I move this parentheses here, or I move this this article or pronoun here, so that you in the future can connect with me. And I was like, that's wild. Like Damn. that's what you're really doing. You're like putting something in a form that that it can like become eternal. Right. That's cool.
1: Definitely. Next question is from Jack underscore lol. Advice for responding to people, in parentheses, men who fetishize your bi Ooh.
0: <laughs> wow, this is, I bet the person who wrote this is a bisexual because this is a very real situation. Um, yeah, I mean, like, being, like, fetishized as a bisexual is, like, part of why it took me so long to realize that I was bi because I, like, like... I thought i just like wanted to do this wanted to like hook up with women like in front of men like i thought that was it so i was like oh i'm just like a kinky straight girl um but i guess yeah i guess my uh i guess i would just say like maybe uh, don't date men for a bit like you <laughs> if you're by, you have that option yeah. <laughs> more or less so um yeah um yeah fetishize their straightness Try that.
1: Next questions from Kylea Rosen. What was the process for writing your book, from the idea to getting it published?
0: Mm, that's a great question. Um, so, as I mentioned, I've wanted to write a uh, collection of personal essays for a very long time. I have written five book proposals because with nonfiction, you sell the book on a book on a book proposal. You can write it, but you don't have to. Um, and that includes like like an overview, like a table of contents with like rough ideas of each chapter, and then um, uh, like a marketing plan and, and sample chapters and stuff like that. where It's like 80 pages versus... So you, you
1: made a whole deck for this or you had someone make you a deck? Um, it's, like- it's
0: like a huge Word document.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but that sort of summarizes the book and summarizes mm-hmm. like how you're going to market it. Um, but for... Um, for fiction, you have to like finish the book So like if if someone sells a novel And like gets a book deal from their novel Like the book is done normally Unless they're like an established author um, But I had written five book proposals uh, I Probably more, honestly I just found a really old one Which was a sick idea, by the way It was called Screenshots And it was I literally had all these screenshots From like AIM to like texting, that to like Snapchat. And I like took real screenshots from like texts, like texts with guys. <laughs> and I was like writing the essay like around them. Um, but that like, it started there. And then um, the last one I wrote was- I like
1: that concept a lot.
0: I know. I think it's a good, I mean, this book is honestly, it's like, it has that, like there's okay. plenty of texts. And like, I was so happy I had the proposal because I could be like, aha, that was what yeah, that text yeah. said. Um, but yeah, I, I like kept kind of iterating on, on it with each proposal. Like, uh, I, I made it like there was one where it was kind of like, where me being bi was at like the end of the book. And it was like the, I I've like come out like, and now I'm found myself the end. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I started to realize that like, I really wanted a book about bisexuality to exist, like, just cause I wanted to read it. And I was like, Oh that's that means there's an opportunity here for me to like talk about this um one of my friends who's who's also by who's in the book his name is ben (laughs) um he uh he always talks about how there's no bi culture in like there's gay culture and there's straight culture but there's like not bi culture the first essay in my book is about this um and that really like impacted me a lot. And I was like, oh, we need things that are like explicitly bisexual. Um, and so I wrote this proposal with that in mind. I hired a proposal coach, um, which was new and cost me more than I was like comfortable paying. But like, I was like, you know what? I wanna do this. Like I wanna make sure You're that investing this happens. In yourself. Yeah, and I'm really glad I did that because it made it real. And it it put me on a deadline, and she connected me with my agent, and my agent sold the book within a week. It was wild. My agent sent out the proposal on Buy Visibility Day, like genius move. Which is what day? Um, September twenty first, I think. Yeah, it's Um, almost my birthday. Um, when's your birthday? Fifteenth. Wait, what sign are you? Oh, I should know this from you. Oh yeah, Yeah. from you. Yeah. Got to listen to episode three with. I did. I started it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um. But yeah, and and oh, and then I had, then this is, sorry, this is the end. Oh, no, you're. Um, the end of that process. So then we sold it and we were like, when do we want it to come out? And I was like, I want it to come out on Buy Visibility Day next year. That sounds great. And they were like, okay, if you want that, you have three oh, that- months to write it.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's why, because your book right now is available for pre-order. Pre-order. So, but it comes out on Buy Visibility Day?
0: It, we, it ha- we had to push it a little bit. It comes out uh- October 5th
1: okay so but you should
0: pre-order it because it's nice to me (laughs) please i mean
1: i pre-ordered it oh thanks i'm I'm excited that's very nice Uh and then did you have anything else to is that that's pretty much it yeah
0: um yeah i mean and then i get to market it which is also fun because that's like stuff i like to do
1: yeah and make memes to market it yeah
0: i yeah Um, i'll be talking to you about that
1: the next question (laughs) is also from kylie rosen Hmm. how did you become a meme creator also do you think bisexuality is underrepresentative or misunderstood in the media those are two very different questions <laughs> okay let's let's do how did you become a meme creator first
0: um well i used to work at buzzfeed and so i like took what i knew there about content and how uh-huh. content like spreads and i applied it to my instagram and it worked and the key thing there is that you make content that people want to share that's that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. So I remember when I first met you two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, your Instagrams were different. You had like a personal one where you're kind of yeah dead for personal stuff, and then you had your account called Girl Power Supply. Yes, which was good all, memory. Thanks. <laughs> which was all memes, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you I post pretty, about myself sometimes. But. Okay.
1: Yeah. Threw in a selfie here and there, but you stayed pretty active with memes under you know under the certain. Uh, subgenre which was how would you describe this
0: it was like activism related stuff i mean i started after trump was elected because i was like so mad and i didn't like have anywhere to put my energy um and then it kind of just like grew and i i mean the reason i combined the accounts is because i was like for one it'll help me like be a more authentic person if i like am combine it like there would be things i'd be like i don't want to post this in front and i was like no like i should just be one person um and then also it was just exhausting to like have two accounts yeah. um but but yeah it started with memes i mean really i was like just posting a lot of the stuff that i was like unlearning from and like things that were teaching me things and i was like oh maybe someone else will learn from this too um,
1: yeah something I love about you is you're always unlearning and very uh, open to unlearning and that's like a, a lot of what a lot of us should do.
0: because
1: um, um, we're are, you know just we're taught from society, from our culture that things are a certain way when they I know. really shouldn't be. It's like so,
0: so wild all the things that we're yeah, taught so it's, truly. It's a, lot,
1: a lot of learning is unlearning nowadays. I feel like
0: Yeah. What, I feel like it's like learning twice. Because you have to learn that you're wrong and then you have to learn what the right thing is Ooh,
1: yeah mhm- and sometimes it's hard to admit that you're wrong because it's just so embedded in you you just, yeah like, from people you've trusted totally. or books you trust or yeah
0: yeah i resources I, we trust so I it's feel just like, like- I'm gonna, like, for the next, like, year of my life, I'm just gonna keep quoting my book. But in, in the, like... <laughs> I want you to
1: quote your book as much as possible, because I will, I'm, Aww, I mean, I haven't sweet. read it yet. I pre-ordered it, but... You're uh, very sweet. But uh, I'm sure it's gonna... Be, I'm really excited to read Aww. it. I don't read that many books, so... Aw, that means... <laughs> I hope
0: you like it. Well, yikes, a lot of pressure. Um, But in the prologue, I talk about this unlearning idea that I like to use, which is, like, if you are trying to figure out why something is, like, wrong you just do what like a kid would do to their parents about like, why is the sky blue? You're just like, okay, why is like to combine the questions? Why is, uh, why, why is don't that many people openly identify as bisexual? Like, and then you can start to like peel away the layers of the onion. Mm. Um, And like, sometimes it's like hard to tell that there's a, question to even like start with in the first place this is why i don't quote my book because it's it's better written in the yeah, book. yeah all right
1: well to answer that full question i'll have to check out the book on yeah. october 21st no just pre-order it yeah just pre-order it <laughs> <laughs> and then the next the second part of that question i mean it was just another question but it's do you think bisexuality is underrepresented or misunderstood in media
0: um, yes, and I I think that the reason for this
1: Imagine if you said no
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're good Yeah, um, I think we're good Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like already Like I feel like people started realizing this pretty recently And it's already getting better um, But the reason that it is so underrepresented Is because for a long time Like writers, you know You've probably heard the, the writing like axiom um, Show don't tell Um, and yeah, like that's a common, like creative thing, like, uh, but with bisexuality, it doesn't really work because it makes bisexuality look like a behavior rather than a, like an identity. And so I used to see like people would have like, people would do bisexual things, but I would be like, wait, like if they're doing that and they're not like calling themselves anything, then I'm just like a normal person like I'm just a person. Um and so it really like took away the ability to access that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you believe everyone's on a spectrum? Or do you think some people are 100% one thing or 100% another? Are thing?
0: you like asking me is everyone bisexual?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I I'm just like thinking of it off the top right now. Do you think um, do you think everyone's on some sort of spectrum?
0: I I think well, I've I learned re- I unlearned recently that um like at one point I was like, yes, I do think everyone is bisexual. The way you ask this question is more like uh, yeah, is politically a- accurate. Okay. Uh, no, you, d- you did. Better. also. Is that,
1: a- is that like a bad question to ask? No, it's a, no a- it's, a,
0: it's a good question um, because I do think that there's a system called monosexism, which is the idea that you have to be either gay or straight that's yeah. the core system that we don't talk about that like is it's the op the opposite of being monosexual is being bisexual right because
1: even if you're bisexual it doesn't mean you like 50 you like women or men 50 50 percent or no, other yeah. genders it's like yeah it could be you, you like one gender or yeah way yeah. more than another it's just like totally yeah. totally and so that's it, like a miss. uh yeah yeah misconception
0: and well and that's another thing people are like oh but by means too." in my book there's a whole faq about all of these <laughs> questions i had to i had to i like really wanted to cut the faq and i'm like uh i need a- it there it's like important yeah. um it's it's at the back but uh yeah
1: cool all right, let's move on to the next question, okay. which is actually a DM because she DM'd me and said her question was too long to fit in the questions oh, feature. I love that and she knew not
0: a, to put it in multiple. She
1: actually, her name's Jamie Latora, aka Jamie23. She asked three questions, which were all really good, but I'm just going to pick one question from her, which is. A coworker recently shared the bi-monthly with me. In parentheses, Mm. I love it. Anyone who doesn't know, bi-monthly is Jen's newsletter. That is bi-monthly, which is also addressing bisexuality issues
0: yes um, it, it, it's once a month but oh it's once a month I, I okay. had to change it but for a while it was twice a month every other month you're busy you're busy yeah. we got it
1: but by mo- <laughs> okay missed opportunity no, well, but, you get, but now yeah, it's what... bi
0: monthly right. so like you oh, get yeah, okay. so, insult, it's, still worse. it's still worse okay, cool, don't go, worry go, 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 go. I wouldn't go, go, go. let you down um, yeah
1: and she says in it you talked about experiencing a lot of personal shifts over the past year specifically with gender identity body image etc can you talk a bit more about how you come to some of those realizations also how you work through squishing your feelings down the smiley
0: face Mm, wow that's like i think that's the exact language i used in my newsletter that like goes after my own heart um (laughs) um Wait, sorry. Can you repeat the, the question? I got distracted by someone yeah, repeating was, my words. Uh,
1: it was just uh, in it. You talked about experiencing a lot of yeah, personal yeah. shifts over the past year with gender identity, body image, et cetera. Can you talk a bit more about those and how you came to some of your realizations?
0: Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's really interesting to think about gender as a performance um, and like, like I I really like hit hit more introspection with gender when I was like, what does it mean to me to be a woman? Um, there's a singer Empress of. Do you know her? I know. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, but she has this song called "Woman Is a Word," and pretty much the only like lyrics are, "I'm only a woman if woman is a word," um, and I just like like it always gets stuck in my head, um, and and I just kind of like thought about it and thought about it and then when quarantine hit i was like not leaving my house like i wasn't going to like my regular regimen of like workout class like like eyebrow wax like yeah. lash extensions yeah, yeah, like yeah. which i was like getting regularly which i miss if i'm being honest like manicure yeah, like yeah. i was doing all these like gendered habits mainly about the way i look um and uh i during quarantine i just they just stopped and then i was like wait who am i like what is being a woman like what does that mean like what is what does that mean to me um and also another another thing that has like over time impacted the way i think about gender um is is thinking about masculinity a lot and like thinking about men i don't know if you've seen the documentary um the mask you live in i haven't Oh my god it's so good i it's like recommended viewing for everyone but especially for men because it's it's about the ways that patriarchy like oppresses men because it it oppresses all of us um and in that documentary they they talk about they show talk about jordan beckford and say talk about all these standards that men are held to that like we say this is
1: last name is like beaufort
0: i don't know we
1: were talking about the Wolf of Wall Street, guy, yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah.
0: I think I'm right. Is it I Beckford? think I'm closer. I don't think either of Does us are right. Know?
1: Is it Beckford? Is it? Belford.
0: It's yeah, Belford. That's, that's, it, that's what it, it. is. Okay, okay, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I knew it we was were, like
1: <laughs> I knew it was like slightly off. I just I wanted we were to make both sure. Wrong. Fact check. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, check, I interrupted thank you. you.
0: Um. Yeah, but the, in that documentary, they talk about that men are held to um like being like stand like if you want to quote be a man, uh, you have to make money. Um, you have to like have sex with women and you have to be super athletic and like those are the things that like make you a man and, and have a man cave yeah and you need a man cave <laughs> and watch Otherwise, football it, and well, chug totally. beers all of those things yeah. and like the thing is those three core things those are the opposite of what we teach women like we teach I mean all, all those things put women at like like in order to be a man you have to like treat women like shit it's like in the narrative right so like sexism is like written into the narrative so when you think about it like that it's like oh that's nobody's like fault but like we all have to stop it like it isn't it isn't yeah
1: yeah well and that 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 documentary and that documentary is called the mask we live behind the
0: mask you live in oh my god it's fantastic where
1: can we we listen i want to watch this i think
0: it's on netflix
1: okay yeah right, that's gonna be my next watch it's
0: so good guys so, not guys everybody y'all <laughs> it, y'all it's, it's so good, good y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah Next question is from cved 12 okay what was the weirdest date you've ever been on um, by the way you have two skips so if you want to skip this no one. <laughs> i like definitely want to
0: answer this but i don't know um
1: well his next question okay i'll is, come back his it. next question is also what's the best date you've been on so hmm. if you want to answer either one of those first
0: um
1: i feel like i know the best last time we hung out on facebook time or uh yeah, yeah. maybe or maybe it was when we actually hung out irl but i remember you- you were telling me how your partner, like for your birthday, like did this incredible oh my God. thing. So that's the thing that comes to mind for the <laughs> that's best of I'm like, like, not if that's... gonna
0: give one of my partners dates okay. <laughs> that's best date. Um, no, but the uh no, but that was fantastic. They yeah. like cooked me a crawfish boil or they cooked me like a like a seafood dinner yeah. during quarantine and like boiled. Oh, it was during quarantine. Yeah. It, that was like so nice. Another great date that my partner planned was they got me into oil painting because in the beginning of quarantine. Right.
1: That was on it, like, it was so
0: sweet. They like made me hide in their room and then they like like put all this stuff on the table uh, like paints and then we painted self-portraits of each other and the one that they painted me was terrible <laughs> <laughs> it was like artistically good but like i looked awful um yeah and then um the the weirdest date. um oh man i want to answer i can't think of anything
1: i feel like i remember I remember you're like, we were like close before you started yeah. this long term, this yeah. uh, serious while relationship. Single, yeah. So, like, while well, you're single, I, I remember we were, we were chatting a bunch because we were both single and yeah. you were going on a bunch of dates, I think. And, like, yeah. I remember there was a couple weird ones.
0: Oh, honestly, it's probably the, <laughs> that's the first chapter of my book. Um, oh. One of those weird ones. <laughs> oh, like, oh, let's hear it. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that one just sucked. Like, okay. that guy well, just also, sucked.
1: Also, yeah, you don't, we don't have to. You know, um
0: so. No, but I don't want to skip. This is like my dream there's question. Some ju- there's some juicy stuff right here. Oh, okay. 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 I went out <laughs> with this guy who this is not a weird date, but it's a weird thing that turned me off and I did not handle it well. Okay. Um Okay, so I went out with, with this guy who was like super awesome, like really smart. Like everything about him was great, truly. And we went back to his place and we were like we were like about to like have, can I cuss on your podcast? Sure, go for okay. it. Okay, we were about to fuck. And <laughs> and um he was going down on me, which was great. He was doing a great job. And he had this, I forgot to say, he had this incredible dog. It was like a huge pit bull. He was like amazing. And at one point I like shut my eyes and I like look, I opened my eyes. And I was like, how is he also, how is this guy like going down on me and also licking my calf? And oh, it, I thought <laughs> no, no, no. I know where you thought I was going. <laughs> I didn't mean to tee it up like that, but like
1: no, I thought I thought you said cat. Oh, like I thought you had a cat. He was also licking. No, okay. no.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought <laughs> I, I teed it up to sound like <laughs> yeah, the dog yeah, yeah, was going yeah, down yeah, on yeah, me, yeah. but that's not the scenario. <laughs> um, no, but the dog was like licking my calf my my on my leg like my lower leg and i was so freaked out
1: wow And
0: i just it just turned my whole mood around which is weird because like now brindley and i like my partner and i like like hook up with the dogs like like in the bed and it's not an issue but like at the time i don't know why i like could not i could not like come back from it that's definitely not the weirdest date, but like that's. It's the first one that pops. It's the in first mind. one that came yeah. to mind, and that's then, a, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and then I feel really awful because I. I never was really in the opportunity to ghost people like I never had the privilege to ghost people I guess but I just like ghosted after that and I on a, I like wanna I thought about like reaching out and being like hey I did not handle this very well at all but then I was like that's just about me and like me clearing my head and so like yeah. I don't there's not really a purpose for me to do it but I feel if if he's listening I feel really bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny mm next question is from david toston what are some ways to begin normalizing males being bisexual
0: oh wow this is such a huge thing um yeah it's like bisexuality is one issue where i think men have it like harder than women you could argue not that it's the oppression olympics but <laughs> um i didn't make that that phrase up um, that's really funny and I, 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 everyone like thinks that and i just know <laughs> it, people use it but um yeah i, I like i think that we sh- like it has a lot with with men it has more to do with like internalized homophobia and patriarchy as well as like With with women, it's more about we don't accept fluidity and like we we see things so binary, which that also impacts men and all of this also impacts non-binary. Women see things binary, or with bisexuality in women. I mean, like the problems that we experience are more due to fetish fetishization. I knew I was gonna have to figure out how to say that, pronounce (laughs) that word while I'm doing like a press tour. Um, but we have to deal with that, and then like there's also this just idea that like you have to fit into a clean box um but men they don't have to deal with the being fetishized as much as with um like internalized homophobia and like what it means if they're having sex like if they're having sex with men and something else i've learned while writing this book is that there are so many like huge health issues that impact men because of this like i i think i just found the stat that they were like 72% of gay men who had sex with men told their healthcare providers that they were doing that and zero bisexual 0% of 0%. bisexual men did because there's like like there's all these things of like why would i say it i shouldn't say it for like yeah. xyz Z. and that means you don't get correct health information you don't get tested for hiv and like that's another reason the stigma exists in the first place is that like like bisexual men are thought to be like bringing like hiv like over to like straight culture and it's like all of these things you know they're all in part of the same origins Mm -hmm.
1: wow yeah from something i think about is like going to like a party Mm -hmm. it's like
0: Sounds nice. Yeah, sounds nice, <laughs> TBT. right? Well,
1: TBT going to a party—it's like so normal to, or just not even going to a party. Just I know like a bunch of my girlfriends like that are all close. Like they'll all kiss and make out, and it's like not a big deal. And like yeah, and like take photos and post it to their finsta, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if a if guys did that, it's like yeah, it's I like, can it's, to- it's a totally different thing. The only difference is our gender, but like yeah, yeah. It's, it,
0: but it's like it. Yeah, our and culture then,
1: doesn't accept that. No. Isn't it right? isn't it and right then
0: it? and then it like brings back to the question, like, well what what's the difference? Like yeah, what there's no,
1: I mean, it's there is no difference. And why is it like that?
0: Yeah. And and I mean, I also like, even with the like ease of like posting photos, like making out, like that was a whole other thing. Like in high school, I have this one essay in this book that's like uh about a traumatic experience in in hindsight it's dramatic in the at the time i was like "Mm." like that was fun (laughs) like it was like my first like experience like hooking up with a woman and it was like with a guy um and it was like for a guy and i thought i i thought i liked it like i liked it but i it it was so hard for me to determine like why it happened in the first place like was it for me was it for him and i think that like uh it's we we talk so casually about these things but all like some some things but then we don't talk about others and that shows like the the discrepancy between the way that the women and the men are treated doing those things like shows that there's more to the story to like be unpacked. yeah
1: all right the next question is from dave krugman what responsibilities do social media companies have to share revenue with creatives
0: Ooh, um, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll skip it. <laughs> yeah, we can skip that one. I mean, I would say a lot, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll like, just go with a, a lot as yeah. the
1: answer for that. Okay, a lot. Next question is from Kid Ace Magic. Do you ever hit a wall when thinking of new memes to create? Do you even do you make that many memes anymore, or is that phase in your life kind of I mean passed a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's passed because my taste in memes have just gone like I only like like shit posts. Like I have I have terrible taste in memes <laughs> at this point, point. and so I like I like can't even make them myself. Like, yeah, okay. like I don't know.
1: I because <laughs> you used to make a lot, right? I mean, when I first met you, you were making yeah, you were, you were pumping I guess them out.
0: If there's a good. I miss doing it actually it's like a fun little art project to think yeah. about the way things relate to other things yeah i'll do, I'll do some more right, for cool. for King ace yeah <laughs> kid kid, uh,
1: kid ace magic kid ace magic yeah. thank you <laughs> for
0: the prompts
1: next question is from the kid jB what are some things as a writer you second guess yourself about for me it's grammar
0: oh yeah. Sam. not for me for
1: for, for the, the kid jB he said for me it's grammar For me, it's like grammar, but also other things.
0: I I mean... Well, I've definitely slacked off as a reader over the past few years, and, like, I thought that was fine. Like, I was like, this doesn't matter. Like, I'm still a fine writer because I write for Instagram, and I, like, read memes. But the thing that has fallen is my vocabulary, and, like, my vocabulary is not good anymore. Um, we should and, play Scrabble sometime. Uh, well, I can it's, I can hang in a Scrabble game. Okay. But, like, in a book or, like, in writing, like, I, I kept finding myself, u- like, I'll use... a a word that's like slightly off what i mean and then it just like doing that undermines trust in the reader they Mm -hmm. say so
1: like do you have an example of a time recently you did that with a certain word that you kind of slightly got off i can relate to that because i Mm -hmm. I mess up yes sometimes i these words just you know come to mind and i just say it and i'm like wait that like is not the right yeah. word for this context. you like, please don't, please don't call it
0: out. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a super small one, but like uh, there's an essay, I have, a lot of the essays in the book are written in the second person, weirdly. Um yeah. So, which is like, you do blank. Um, and so there's this one essay about uh, like high school and it's like, you flirt with Parker in uh, English And Chris in Algebra 2 is like the sentence. Okay. I remember this one because I told my parents about it for some some reason. (laughs) Um, And I realized that I should have changed it to you flirt with Parker during English and Chris during Algebra 2. Because, I mean, you don't have, like, actually, now they say that loud. I'm like, in? (laughs) Maybe. I'm like, maybe the first one. But it's more accurate to convey that those are classes by using during. And I, I, this is why it takes me so long to do edits because I'm like, mm, what is the like historical Greek <laughs> roots of the word? And it's like really yeah. exhausting.
1: My uh, whenever I write like post Instagrams or tweets, my grandma, she's very up on her grammar. Oh, and, wow. And uh, so she'll correct me all I the time, it. which I really appreciate because I'm not yeah with with uh instagram captions at least i could edit them
0: uh, that's but, amazing uh,
1: yeah it's funny because she'll like use all caps when she texts me to like correct me <laughs> and then it feels like she's yelling at me yeah <laughs> she's, she's like, like add
0: a comma yeah. <laughs> wait that's so amazing you should like post those screenshots yeah. people would love it
1: well yeah if you're watching the youtube video version of this podcast <laughs> i'll post a screenshot of an example of that right here yeah all right, we're in the final stretch, the home stretch. we okay. got a couple questions left. How are, you, like, how are you feeling?
0: I feel like I've been talking too long. Have we been? No, I'm <laughs> interviewing you.
1: I want to hear your story. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. you're doing great. Great. Yeah, so we have just a couple questions left. And this next question is from The L. Mm,
0: great what are, handle.
1: What are some ways to navigate bisexuality in a committed heterosexual relationship?
0: Ooh, this is such a good question. Um, this is a very common question also because – Uh, 89 percent of bisexual women you you have the fact the stats i sure do i'm thrilled that i can (laughs) 89 percent of bisexual women are in committed relationships so when people are like bisexuality is like like you're you're gonna tear apart our our relationship by being bisexual like 89 percent committed monogamous relationships um but the thing that i would say like a common critique of bisexual People is that like we're promiscuous And we're gonna like ruin lives And stuff um, like in in the, Speaking of media representations like Bi people are always portrayed as like Homewreckers like if you've seen Jennifer's Body that's a classic Example of like bisexuality Like demonic
1: mm-hmm.
0: like Literally murder Murderous bisexual is like a trope But um, which is like Great I love it but <laughs> um, But uh the the thing i would say is that if if you are interested in exploring your bisexuality like your issue is not with your bisexuality it's with monogamy um so like that might be something to like unpack or communicate about because it's the same it's like the genders that you're interested in exploring like doesn't necessarily like it could be a reason for wanting to be non-monogamous but it's like you're you still have the capacity to be monogamous it's like a different layer of the of the cake
1: okay while we're on this topic i have a question when you when you become partners with someone and you become in a committed relationship when is it best to you know define your relationship as a monogamous or non-monogamous relationship like is it off the bat when you start dating yeah where do you define it or is it like a little bit in you i mean
0: like what do you think
1: that's why i'm asking you okay what do i I think i don't
0: know i'm curious what you what do um, i think i guess
1: i guess off the bat you should be able to talk about it before you yeah but then again like people are always changing all the time and if you're dating someone especially like a long relationship like you just naturally change so if if that happens i I mean at the end of the day communication is key so whatever you're feeling you should be able to tell your partner yeah but uh I mean, that's happened to me in the past when I was in a committed relationship and my partner uh brought up that she wanted it to be non-monogamous. And so, you didn't want that? Uh I it just it Took just came you, out of, it yeah. came out of nowhere at the time, so okay. it was a little difficult for me to yeah, understand. Yeah, I mean, I um, think
0: it's good to bring it up early because yeah. it's the same as like if you didn't want to have kids, you'd be like I know.
1: That's that's a big part. Yeah, it's another big yeah, part of our
0: relationship. Yeah. They're like and and I was saying like my partner Especially and I Especially at this age. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm exactly 29. Like, yeah. Okay. No, okay, <laughs> I'm 32. <laughs> like pushing 33, but um yeah, I mean I my partner and I are are currently monogamous but like are talking about like someday being non-monogamous and we talked about that on our first date oh, wow. and there was another guy um who i hooked up with a while ago um who i like thought things were going super well this it was like a guy who pursued me for a really long time and i told him like early that i wanted uh that i that i was bi and that i wanted to have like non-monogamy and i like thought it was great um and he had just been cheated on in a previous relationship and he like he was like i can't do this at all and it was like good that we like had that conversation like it obviously sucked um but it wouldn't have made me happy and him too um and i mean That's not to say you should like end your relationship but i i do think i actually think bisexuality can make it an easier easier to talk about hey i want to be non-monogamous within if you've already been dating someone because it's like it's like less threatening in a way to be like i want to hook up with other genders like uh yeah i don't know it i mean it shouldn't be less threatening because like all the attractions are equivalent but it's like when someone is provide clearly providing something that's different like i think that's the beauty of non-monogamy yeah
1: the next question is also from the l and she asked what did you newly discover sorry what did you newly discovered about yourself during the process of writing your book um did you discover anything about yourself while reading your book
0: um yeah it was like so much Like, by the end, I was like, oh, I should just write this whole thing over. (laughs) Um, I think, well, I think by the end of writing my book, I was like, oh, I, like, definitely don't just, just, like, identify as, like, woman, period. Like, I identify as, like, woman, question mark, Yeah. I think, which that's the first time I've ever put it that way. I think that works for me. Um, But by the end of the book, I was like, whoa, wait, gender is, like, like, deserves to be questioned. Um, Another thing I found from writing the book is that I care a lot about, like, just abolition in general like the it like as an idea as something to like like we should be trying to like tear down structures as they are and not seeing that as like a violent act but seeing it as like an act of love and beauty and like creating space to rebuild um yeah
1: and then we're in the last question now. Oh wow,
0: and emotional! It, and
1: it comes from <laughs> Lele six ten. Yay! What inspired the design slash colors of your book cover?
0: Oh, I, wait. Can we put the book? We cover can put up? it right here. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> um, well, so
1: your book is called.
0: My book is called Greedy Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much, um, and. It was it was really hard like thinking of a cover was so hard um so i worked with this designer who i was putting together a book of inspiration and like every single piece of inspiration i was like wait these are all from the same person i should just <laughs> like email this guy um and his name's rodrigo corral he's amazing and we had like a really great call and i was like you know there's not a lot in the like there's not visual icon like because of the point about bi culture like there's no bi culture there's like nothing to like to there's like no tropes you can like lean on that aren't cliches really like you could lean on like cuff jeans which is like a thing on the internet but there's not really like any iconography that that exists for bi people which is part of the problem Mm. so and and we realized like you have to come up with Comp titles when you're coming out with a book Like thing which I think is probably Good for ev- anyone pitching like any media But like books that are similar To yours and uh, We like couldn't really I mean there are books that are similar In that they're like memoirs with like a political Identity bent um, But there were none that About bisexuality like specifically um, So we we were like trying to figure out what that is And uh, Rodrigo I like It's a it was an instance of like not like I worked with someone who I didn't know how his brain got there really like like he's clearly so visual and I'm clearly so right writing like words and it was just really cool to see what he did with it. Uh, He said it was about taking up space Um, and I loved that like I talked a lot about wanting to take up space and be like firm in fluidity. I told him typography mattered a lot to me just like generally because I like words, so it matters to me. Um, There were so many other amazing ones. Like, there was this other option with, like, a mutated daisy on the cover that was, like, it was, like, really sick. Um, If I ever read a novel, like, that's going to be the cover of my (laughs) novel. Um, Oh, but he had done something so cool where he wrote on each of the petals. Uh, the titles. So it was Ooh. like like he like he loves you, she loves you, mm. they love you not, they love you. Not. Wow, I like that. It I was like that. brilliant conceptually, but yeah. it was kind of hard to read. So right. um, but it wasn't
1: it, as striking visually as your yeah. cover And
0: I know mine's also no. still kind of hard to read, but I love that because it, it goes I I think something I learned really at the end of writing this book is that confusion is a strength and it means like questioning all of these systems and questioning all these things that are in place um
1: i love that confusion yeah. is a strength and then addressing it and you know combating it yeah
0: or, yeah know. like because a lot of bi people be like oh I'm, we're not confused we're not greedy and it's like actually like perhaps we are and yeah. like and that's okay that, and yeah and the problem isn't us the problem is the systems that tell us that we have to make up our minds yeah
1: and capitalism okay. And capitalism <laughs> <laughs> You know that's
0: good I'm gonna start saying that <laughs> Yeah
1: Alright cool Jen Oh,
0: I love you so much I love
1: you too Thanks for being on this podcast I'm so happy Such to be, be here Such a good conversation Yeah I feel just from this podcast i feel like i've learned so much about you and about yeah now i need bisexual. to like
0: hear what you've been up to <laughs> for the last... we'll talk after this podcast but okay, yeah. this one's about you okay well i'll start the podcast uh, just so, <laughs> so i can just so i can hear how you're okay, doing air,
1: thanks um so where can we find you what can i want you what can we promote i mean the book the newsletter yeah Uh, did i mention
0: that i wrote (laughs) i wrote a book that you could (laughs) pre-order um you can pre-order it uh you can go to greedy slash bisexual.com which is my url um and there's a lot of pre-order links there you can subscribe to the bi-monthly my newsletter there um and you can find me on social media at generous with a j
1: Yep. And by the way, your website for the book is so cool. Oh
0: my god. I really like thanks.
1: just scrolling through it and just my, everything. My friend
0: sure, did a kick ass job. Uh, who's your friend? Uh her name's Emily. Shout out Emily. Yeah, she's that the best. I
1: really the site was really well oh, done. Thank you. So yeah, check she's, out the She's site. so
0: good. Yeah. She's so good.
1: It's like nostalgic and also yeah. It's it's easy to I, I had a good experience scrolling through. Yeah. There, so
0: okay. I'm so happy. Cool. Yeah. Jen, thanks so much for being <laughs> thanks on our for podcast. Having me.
1: Yeah and uh thank you everyone for listening this has been episode six of the what is my podcast called again it's called the ask not not me anything (laughs) the ask not me anything podcast this episode featuring with jen aka generous thanks everyone so much for tuning in and i hope you tune in for next week's episode have a great day peace Since this is a new show, we want to use this space to shout out local businesses instead of doing traditional ads. So today, I want to introduce you to Smells Like, which is a Brooklyn-based candle studio born in quarantine to invoke nostalgia for your time and space through curated scents. My personal favorite is Justice and Peace, made with lavender, sage, and other floral notes. And the best part is 50% of all proceeds go to the national bailout. You can find all their products at smellslikebk.com and use my code NOTME at checkout to save
0: 20%. Shishkin Productions podcast.